This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hey podcast fam, welcome to Hanging For More. It's your host Yasmina. And I'm Maggie. Hanging For More is here to bring you endless laughter and honest conversations. Just remember, if you're loving the podcast, to hit follow and leave us a review as this helps out so much. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Hello and welcome back to Hanging For More. I hope you're all well. Thanks for joining us. Today's episode, we thought we would dive right in and we would talk a little bit about... Something different this time. Something different. Um, we obviously, I'm an influencer full-time and Maggie is a hairdresser and she owns her own hairdressing salon. Yeah. And we thought we would take you a little bit behind the scenes of both careers and just talk about the ups and downs, the trials and triumphs, um, and talk about things that maybe you guys might not know. I feel like it's a great insight into our little world and yeah. could be really interesting. How did you get started? Uh, with hairdressing, obviously I'd done it when I was quite young, I had a bit of a break, went into real estate for a short time, but I knew I was always going to come back to hairdressing, especially once I had had a baby, just because obviously it was a little bit easier flexibility working from home. The business grew really, really um, well. Slow the fuck and down. Holy shit. She's on torpedo. <coughs> I'm going to give you a quick rundown. When you first started cutting hair, were you actually good or were you shit? Oh, I don't remember. Like, obviously when I first started, I wasn't as good as what I am. I would have been obviously okay. Yeah. But is there something that you had to But like... I wasn't shit. I definitely wasn't shit. So do you feel like with hairdressing, like you either have it or you don't? Um, I definitely think so. I think you've definitely either like talented and you've got the knack. Like, mm, you know, like. I believe so too. You've got the hands for yeah. it, like we say it's as well. like makeup artists. Yeah. you Because look how many makeup artists there are that aren't actually qualified yeah. or have done a degree or yeah. like actually a course, but they're Self-taught. just naturally yeah. talented. Yeah. So I think you've either got or you don't. And that was something that um, at the time my trainer or my boss was like, you've definitely got talent. Like you should pursue it as a career because I was just doing it part time. Did to you get the always want to do it. that? I've always wanted to do hairdressing. Um, so I just took up a job a um, couple of days after, a couple of hours after school on a Thursday and then a weekend just to see if I really enjoyed it because yeah. I knew it was what I wanted. And I thought I don't want to like pursue something because obviously when you're young starting, you just don't well, know what really you want to do. It's smart to be that young and think like, let me do it a bit on the yeah, weekend. Yeah, so I did it on Thursday yeah. nights and then Saturday and I was like, I love it. And she was like, you're so talented. Like I need to have a conversation with your parents about this because you could definitely do really well. So um, yeah, and then... Obviously, years and years later, um, I started up my own business and I actually started the business while I was going through a separation at the time. Oh, wow. Um, so it was the hardest six months of my life, wow. but also the most rewarding. And I'm, I, I guess that was my outlet at the time. And what a lot of my clients didn't know and still don't know is, yeah, as I said, I'd opened up the business while I was going through a separation. I had, Tyson was just over a year old, I think, or just over one. Um, and he was obviously always quite sick with his heart condition. Um, so it was really stressful trying to build a business on your own as a single mum yeah. with a really sick child. Were you working from home at the time? No, I'd started the business. So, you so opened I'd actually a salon. opened up a salon on my own, did wow. it all on my own, set up the whole salon on my own. It was a big risk, but paid off. I am a big risk taker. Yeah. Um, and I guess I just thought I have nothing to lose. And what made you go, fuck it, I'm opening this? Um, I guess I know so many people like have this dream, especially now you're talking as a single mother, even just people, I mothers in time. general, Clients like asking follow me, their like, dreams. Like yeah. what made you go, fuck it? Um, I think I've always had big aspirations and big goals. And I think I've always been quite a confident person when it comes to that. And I think obviously knowing that I've got such talent and people were constantly always asking me like, please, when are you going to come back to hairdressing? Because like I said, I'd taken a break and I was doing real estate. Um, I think in that sense, I've always had the confidence, whether it be because I was given so much confidence when I was younger and I worked on L'Oreal doing so Melbourne fashion shows. something that like pushed you towards it. It was more like uh, it was I'm definitely, confident to do well, it. It was definitely my child, having my child. And it was like, you know what, like I need to 
get in and get a business and set myself up, establish it as a you know successful business so that I can have the lifestyle that I want with my son. Obviously him being having been quite sick and at the time we didn't know if he would require heart surgery. We had mm. to wait till he was six. So, so I guess for me he was, was part motivator. of my other goal that it was massive motivator. It was like I need to be successful enough to have my own business so I can pick and choose the hours that I need to work so that I can be there for my child yeah. um, when he needs me. And that's it's it's like a it's it's a pro and a con because it's really difficult because you, you're not going to go into business and tell all your clients or tell everyone and be like, listen, guys, like my son's extremely unwell. You know, I don't know if he's going to survive. He's got a heart condition. Um, I'm going to be busting my ass. And I was working six days a week. Like I was yeah, open wow. every day working, doing weddings. Like I was busting my ass and I was fortunate enough to have family support me. But it was like, how do you go and tell your clientele, your business that you're trying to build? You know, I'm trying to work to make money to support myself and my child. But at the same time, you know, people get sick, kids get sick. And, you know, I lost a lot of clients. I was a one man show. I had no staff, you know, obviously it's just starting off at the business. And I was very fortunate that um, within three months, the business was paying for itself. So I never had to pull anything out of my pockets. And thank God till today, it does extremely well. And I have all the clients to thank for and and my staff. But um, it was really hard to try and tell you, we can't tell people like, this is Mm -hmm. what's going on. Um, and yeah, I lost a lot of clients in the beginning because I was having so many, so much time off and people don't understand that, you know, I think everyone knows and we laugh about it now. It's like the one person that can't get sick is your hairdresser. Yeah. Like your hairdresser yeah. cannot get sick. Yeah. Your brow lady can cancel yeah. on you. You can go to another brow lady, but your Especially hairdresser is not allowed. that you want to cover. Bitch, yeah, your, your no hairdresser is not allowed. And yeah. I'm so fortunate enough, I guess, that, you know, my clients like really love me and love my work. So it's like, no, 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 like yeah. we won't go anywhere else. Um, but it is a very difficult thing. But I will say, I get a lot of young women that come in and talk to me who work for others in all different industries and are like, you know, I see you and I've seen you from your journey and like, how do you do it? And I'm so scared to do it. And I always say to them, if they're listening, they'd know. I always say to them, like, why are you so afraid? What have you got to lose? You know, you've already told me that you're making this many clients. You're doing this, you're doing that. You're already doing everything. The only difference is that you're working for yourself. I understand that it's hard to just drop that, um, you know, consistent income and go and work for yourself. But you know, you've got to take those risks. So for mm-hmm. anyone that's listening that is thinking about starting their own business, like it is so rewarding. Like you honestly have nothing to lose. You have so much to gain for it. And having said that, I had a first business years ago when I was, I think, in my in my 20s, early 20s, and that wasn't as successful it is, as the business that I have now. But that's the point. You know, you learn from your mistakes and you yeah. you, you learn what you could have done differently. There's you know no what I mean? There's no such thing as failures. There's no such thing as failures. Like some of the things. biggest successful people have had been knocked back from so many jobs, had multiple businesses that have gone bankrupt. So, you know, you, you've got to learn. It's like everything else, it's like 100%. riding a bike. So go out and do it is my advice. Um, no matter what it is, I feel like even as women, we always tend to make it work. Like no matter how stressful it is, we just yeah. get it done. So, yeah. Because women fucking rule. Yeah, that's right. Fuck, that's crazy. That's a lot. I actually didn't even know you opened up the, the salon when you were going through yeah, a separation. Yeah, and I had Tyson in childcare like from 6.30 in the morning till like 6 o'clock at night. I was exhausted. Wow. But I just had to push through because, like I said, there was no way out. It was There was I no option of thing, quitting. That's the thing with women. I think when we're left to our own resources, it's like it's, it's fight or flight and so many of us just fight. Yeah. We fight so fucking hard because yeah. it's like – I will give this my everything until I know that I've done everything. And, and then and I'll people give don't up. realize it. It's like you, you know, they they look at you and go, okay, oh, she's she does this and she works from home and how lucky is she, 
this and like even with me now, like, you know, having the time off and, um, you know, you've said it yourself so many times, people that you know or stuff will say, oh, Maggie has this, she's got her shit together. She's got, mm. And it's like you don't see what happens behind it's the assumptions. scenes. assumptions. I think it people is. love to make assumptions and compare and I think remembering that compare comparison is the biggest thief of joy 100%. like you actually have no idea what people are going through like your hairdresser your eyebrow stylist whoever the guy who's serving you coffee in the morning like yeah you don't, you don't know, know no. what the I, fuck is I going always on go in to, their life go, some of my clients that i've obviously grown gotten close with since doing the podcast they're like I didn't know that about you yeah I can't believe that and they look at me in a different light and it's like they say how how are you like that you come to work and you're always the happiest yeah. person like no you even when feel I so know good. even when I know you're going through stuff and I come in to get my hair done and babe this girl's smiling <sighs> and mind you that morning she was crying to me on the phone she's smart hey yes how are you yeah anyway go on tell me and she's talking to her client and she's like do you want a coffee do you want to she's talking to three different clients at the same time yeah. and I'm like and that's that's, and the part that's of having... more of like it's like you switch off your yeah. emotions not emotions you switch off your personal life and you go into work well, you mode and you go yeah. you're at this appointment to feel good about yourself i would like 100 what for i'm me, it's my you. clients yeah. yeah so it's like you know i haven't said i have problems and sometimes it's really difficult to go into work and put on that brave face like there's mornings that i get up and i just think i don't even want to do this anymore like honestly there's times where i'm just like why am I doing all of this? Like, I, it's so hard. It's so overwhelming. I actually don't want to do any of this. Mm. I just want to run away. I want to stop everything. I want to 100%. quit everything. But, you know, I think of the girls at work and I think they have dreams. They have goals. Like, I need to, like, I hold, I hold myself accountable yeah. for that, if that makes sense. Yeah, which is crazy. So it is hard, but it is very rewarding. So how did you get started with your influencing and what was it that actually went viral for you that landed you to where you are now? I started with just motherhood stuff, but eventually I didn't make no money from the beginning. Like it was just like you'd get a random gift come in and it was like, oh my God. Like I remember the first thing that I got was skinny tea me. Oh my God. And I just given birth. I like how that. offensive, but I didn't even see it offensive. But I was like, how did you get to that? Like what made you? Oh, like I shared. Um, and I think I've shared this on the podcast before since hence why, like I'm just skimming over it. Yeah. But it's, it was just basically like I had my, I was pregnant and I started sharing posts about like my pregnancy and I was like, bro, what fucking glow? This shit is so bad. Like one thing that I tell you about pregnancy is this and this and this and this. And like the changes in my body I was explaining and the way I articulate myself. So many of my friends were like, screenshotting and putting on their story but because i was on private they were like can you oh, make you it can't. not private so i can share the actual okay. post so you actually started on as private yeah yeah i okay. just had a normal personal yeah. account and then i had told billy i was like so many people tell me to go on public i don't know and he's like do it like why not like you articulate yourself so well and then um it came to nina's uh gender no it was baby shower i'd had an extravagant baby shower and i shared a photo and you know those pages that just say that share like inspos of like pregnant women and that page shared me and it blew up. And then other pages from that, from overseas and stuff, shared it. And all of a sudden I woke up and I had like 5,000 extra followers. And I was like, what wow. the hell? And then it, I kept pursuing it. I kept taking photos and just doing really good captions where I would just share what I was going through at the time. And it started to blow up. And then that was when I got like some gifting. And I was so excited. I was like, wow, like a company, any company, I didn't care if they just started yesterday. I was like, someone wants to send me something for free. Like, I'm so grateful until this day, I think like that. But I think as time goes on, you take things for granted. Like it's no longer shocking to you because I think you've realized that that free item is never free. Yeah. It's course. never it's free. your time or your energy. No, it's or your... not that. It's that there's a lot expected of you. And I've worked for brands where like there will be a small business or just a brand. I'll never forget it. There was this one brand that was like, can I send you? I'm not going to say the item, what it is. It was just an item. Say it was an article of clothing. It was an accessory, sorry. 
She said, can I send it to you? And I said, I'm so sorry. I'm not accepting any gifting at the moment because I'm so full with work. Maybe in future you can send me an email or something and we can look into that. She was a small business. Small business, but like doing well off small business. And she goes, oh no, like I would just love to send it to you. There's no no need to post or anything. Like it's all good. And she sent it to me. And then I shared like a, like the box and the item. And I just said, thanks so much for the gift, like a picture. And I said to her, thanks so much. I appreciate it. And maybe in future, like if I get a photo with it, I'll definitely tag you. Like yeah. if I'm wearing it. Yeah. A month had passed and I had maybe three different messages from her. Like, when are you posting? When are you tagging? This wasn't paid at all. It was gifted. And I was super grateful. But I actually, from the beginning, said to her, I'm too busy clear. with work to yeah. make, to do an ad. She kept pushing, she kept pushing. And then two months later, she messaged me. And she said to me, if you're not going to post and tag me, I want you to send that item back. This is the address. Yeah. And I was like, this is exactly why. And that taught me a huge lesson and taught me a lesson in never accepting certain things that you knew. Like for that person, it was my gullible mistake thinking that a gift was just a gift because it's never just a gift. There's strings attached to everything. And I think, well, it's nice seeing like from the big companies, I'm talking like, Mecca Maxima or whatever, if they were to send you PR or Dior or whoever, they don't, whether you post it or not, it's not going to make a difference for them. They're mm. not even going to see it. They don't care. They just hope that if you do that you use, it, use it, that you would tag the them. That's yeah. it. They're good. That you like their product yeah. and tag them. And tag them. And they yeah. know, even if it's in the background of you using something else, it's still advertising. It's yeah. exposure. But for these little guys, it's like, and I understand it because it's money spent on shipping. It's money spent on product. It's money spent on whatever, time, dedication. But when someone says to you, like, they can't, they're too busy, like, don't ex don't say it's a gift when yeah, it's not. But I learned enough. my lesson not to be that way. And I think it comes off very ungrateful. And it's like, well, how hard is it? post a photo of you wearing that item and thing it but it's like sometimes like I think what people don't know about influencing is like everything's planned content that you see online is planned some of it is filmed months in advance like today I have on the weekend like we're currently recording on a Tuesday but I have on a weekend on a Sunday an ad for a handbag handbag brand that I absolutely love right love the handbag and I picked up the handbag but the handbag I wanted to wear today wasn't the one from the brand that I have to advertise on the Sunday. And the reason why I wanted to pick it up today was because I was dressed up with makeup and I wanted to do the ad and record it because I knew that for the following days I wasn't going to wear makeup. So this ad was recorded specifically today, but was going to be uploaded on Sunday. Everything is pre-recorded. Sometimes it's as short as a few days. Sometimes it's as long as a few months. Like they're all, because what happens is you record the ad. So the company emails you and they say, this is what we want you to do. Do you agree? Yep, yep, yep. They send you a brief. And most of them that really authentically love you will know your content style of content already. And they'll go, we trust you to do whatever you want to do. Yeah. But then there are some brands who say, oh, we would love for you to send us the, the ad just so we can make sure that maybe if you left out a few details or there's something we want added in, you can re-record it. So you pre-record it and then you send it to them. They then approve it. If they disapprove it, you go back and make changes. So it's like this back and forth, right? And then eventually you post. So when people see the finishing product, they think it's you that day. Yeah. I and know. it's like nine out yeah. of 10, it's not. Like, it's just not the reality of things. And I think like in my influencer career, I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about what I put out there. Like even now as an influencer, I don't share as much personal stuff as I used to. Like I used to share a lot in depth about my relationship, about my parenting journey, and, and about my friendships and about life. And I think I held back a bit because I realized people started to weaponize these things. They, they started lashing out at me and using these personal experiences and these moments of vulnerability to, to send hate and bullying. And oftentimes I wasn't strong enough 
to carry that. And I also couldn't be bothered for any sort of backlash or opinions. So I just slowed down with it all. And like oftentimes I'll share nuggets of things that are going through my life and it's so appreciated and all these people like oh my god thank you for sharing it's so real but then there are sometimes I feel the need to respect a my children's privacy like my daughter's yeah. in school now did I mention on the podcast what happened when I went to school so I went into school and Nina like Nina had just started prep and I dropped her off and the next day I like was picking her up and she goes to me mum um are you famous and I said what she goes, Instagram, a girl showed me your Instagram. And she goes, I know you have Instagram. And I was like, what are you talking about? Some grade six has had went up to my prep, that, yeah. preppy and said to her, look, this is your mum. And like, we're showing her. And she was like, okay. Like, she really doesn't care. She's seen me do everything, like take photos. Like, they were showing her like selfies of me or me doing makeup on my Instagram. It wasn't like they were showing her an OnlyFans. Yeah, of course. Me yeah. sucking a dildo. Like, it was just me, a mirror selfie. But like. <laughs> They yeah. were showing her and the fact yeah. that they were showing her made me so uncomfortable, but it made me realize like the reality of where I'm at now. Like this is a bigger world than I thought it is. And like there are people that are going to know her and yeah. know me. She's and out go, in the big bad world yeah. now. It's not like and she's I, just a yeah. baby. And she's I at stopped home. sharing her yeah. like my kids a long time ago. I might share a story here and there, but I never actually share them anymore. My, my actual feed barely has photos of my kids for that reason, for privacy. But it really opened my eyes as to like how far people will go. And I end up speaking to the principal and he ended up hunting down who it was. And he said, because we actually have a no phone policy. Like, and I was like, look, it's, it is what it is. Like they're kids. It's going to yeah. happen whether I like it or not. But it really opened up my eyes to the fact that people do know you and you're not just off a screen. No, like, that's right. fuck, like people get it. Yeah. Like I remember we were at the gym, Maggie and I. Oh my God, it was so funny. This girl came up to us, right? So I was going into <sighs> the sauna. Maggie was still working out. And I went into the sauna and this girl stopped me. She's so lovely. And she was like, oh, my God, I love your podcast. Oh, my God, Maggie's hilarious. You guys are the best. And I was like, thank you so much because I'm used to, I'm not, I'm not trying to stand up myself. I'm just genuinely used to people coming up and saying things. I'm like, thank you so much. Like when we're talking. And then as Maggie came into the change room. And I had my headphones she on had and her I headphones had music on. blasting. So I couldn't hear anything, but I could hear commotion. <laughs> and as I've walked in, I'll let you finish the story. But I, as I walked in, I've just seen a girl who looked like she'd seen a ghost and she was like, <gasps> and then I, I, my mind went straight to, oh, they've seen Yaz, they've recognised her, I'm all good. But she was actually like, don't tell me Maggie's here. And I'm like, she is. And then as soon as Maggie walked in, she goes, oh, Maggie, I love you. Maggie had her headphones on, looked like the biggest cunt known to man and looked at her blankly <laughs> and like took out one AirPod and then looked at me and put the AirPod back in its socket and I was like, Maggie. I was also not she having loves, a good mental health yeah, day she wasn't that having, day. Yeah, she wasn't having a good mental health day. And I go, Maggie, she follows that podcast. She loves us. And then Maggie kind of clicked and was like, oh, thanks so much. And then like we went into the sauna and she's like, all right, bye. And then Maggie started overthinking and she's like, did I come off like a bitch? Like I feel so bad. Like was my reaction okay? And I was like, don't stress. Like we're all human. Yeah. But it goes to show like the nuggets. It's like people view you as this certain way. And it's like if you're not this way in real life, they automatically come to the assumption that you're you're a cunt, like you're yeah. you're a bitch. And it's like I get that because I've had that experience myself with an influencer, and I'm like, wow, you're really not as you seem. Like, holy shit, yeah, like you're a bitch. Your your whole page is so fake. But it's like they could have been having a mental health day. Yeah, God knows what could have been going on in their life. They could have been heavily bullied by online, like by people online. They're 
partner could have passed away. Who knows? Yeah, I know. Like you can't yeah, judge so someone true. straight no. off the bat. You just have no idea. No. Hey guys, make sure you subscribe to our Hanging For More podcast and follow us on our socials, Hanging For More, for all the updated information and new podcast releases. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review. That aspect to like influencing is just, it's a whole other deep dive into a lot. I've also gone to parties where it's just... It's a lot, guys. It's a lot. It's stuff that often people don't so speak about. So what would you say to any of the young females or males that are out there that are, like, looking at – because now, obviously, there is it's, – it's such a big platform and there is so many people that have gone public and are trying to become influencers. Oh, yeah, like people trying to aspire yeah, to be like one. there is so many people that are just trying to get there, trying to sort of build their profile. Like, you know, is there any tips that you would say give them or advice to sort of – get there enter into that whole new world because it is it is a very it's I don't know it's a lot it is a lot because I think what one thing that I've learned from you and even just being on the podcast and you know it's not like I've got anywhere near as many followers as you but people do recognize me and people do like the mental side of it too because I feel like people it's like being on um tv shows like I've worked with a lot of celebrities that have been on you know a lot of those you know bachelorette shows and married at first sight and I think one thing that people don't see is the men the other side to it like it's all fun and glitz and glamour and you get all these stuff but then there's a whole other side to it that doesn't really go into consideration mm. so what would you say to any of those I think like any job that you're in is going to have ups and downs and the ups and downs are a bit more public on social media but you can control what you put out there and my advice genuinely if you want to do it I think go fucking do it and get into it and I think anyone can do it I think keep posting content keep rolling out content and just remember also keep in mind the back of your mind that what you put out is forever out there like there's nothing that can be wiped off the internet it doesn't matter how many times you delete it so make sure that what you're putting out there you want out there and keep posting be consistent if you are trying to get in with certain brands buy their stuff tag them organically share their stuff make videos of stuff that you see on their page like if you're buying something, for example, from Dish and you really want to get their attention, you go on their page and you're like, wow, they've got these really A-quality photos that they've reshared of customers purchasing or influencers sharing their stuff. And it is A-grade quality. There's no, there's cleanly background. It's very beige, neutral background. Try find a spot just like so and film a video or do a photo there and then tag them. If you're getting something from Lush, you know, bath bombs, check out their page and like try create something quirky and unique like they do. I think anyone can do it. And I think especially right now with TikTok being such a huge platform that really can go viral overnight. I've seen so many content creators jump on there, share. And I think posts and ghosts, especially places like TikTok, don't bother looking at comments and hate comments and all that. Posts and ghosts, you can do it. Anyone can do it. And I think ask fellow people who might be into the field, send questions. You'd be surprised at how many people will help out send me a dm ask me like i'm an open book and i'm always sharing to small businesses to small creators this is this is how i would do it even small businesses that are like i want to get big i want people to know my brand and it's like let's start with fixing your instagram let's start with popping up on showing your face on stories more often like all of that i feel like anyone can do it to be honest but like yeah. maggie said there is downfalls and oh, of course like with anything but I think being your authentic self is probably the biggest thing because I know that that's for you I mean I still get it all the time with anyone that comes in that knows you that follows you from being the sun it's always like 
you know, she's just so authentic compared to so many other influencers oh, that like I follow. Oh, people say that. That's so yeah. nice. Yeah, and they say she's just so authentic. Like what you see is what you really get. Like I don't feel like there is. And, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I've met a few and oh, it's mate, not. Oh, I've met a few. And, and, and you know what, I've funny enough, like, like I said, we're very quick to, you know, naturally as humans I think judge or have a misconception. And the ones that I've met that I thought oh, she's going to be a bitch or oh, she's going to be like this and she's like that because I've seen her on the show or whatever it may be. And you meet them and it's like, wow. like They're actually lovely. She's actually really sweet. Like, yeah. you know, she's, you know, portrayed a certain reason or she may have done something that was not accepted, um, but she's actually really, really nice. And then the ones that I've met that I thought I was, like, excited to meet or think, and you think, oh, she's, this, she's going to be fine, blah, 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 and then you meet them and it's like, oh, oh, like, yeah. I don't cool. like you. I actually don't like your energy. Like yeah. you're actually fake as fuck. Like, yeah. like you're not. And it's really disappointing because it's like, oh, wow, like bummer. And it's like, I wish everyone else could see what I see. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because it's like, that's just actually really fucking sad. But as I've you know, met, with all I've of. I've met quite a lot. I've met some that are like, because, you know, with influencers, it's, it's very competitive. And like a lot of them try to like. You know, the, the narrative around influencers, some of it is true. There are some who think their shit doesn't stink. There oh, are some who think like, you know, followers coming up to them is like peasants. Like one girl I was with at like a, it was like a party, you know, there's influencer PR parties yeah. and she was sitting down and she looked over to a girl who was just like there, like as in walking by the influencer party. She goes, what? She's going to come in and say, oh my God, I follow you as into her. And I was like, and the girl came in and said, oh, my God, I follow you to her. And she was like, oh, thanks. Like, she was acting so nice. She's like, oh, thank you so much. Oh, that's so sweet. And then, like, the girl left. And she's like, oh, I just want to chill. That's and I was like, so mean, what girls. the fuck? Like, these people, yeah. these people make your career. Like, you're lucky to be able to be working from home to earn what you do. And it's because of people who follow and love you. That's right. You yeah. are nothing like you look like online. And I've seen it all. And I'm like. I don't even know how you have a following and people don't see through it. And this person I just met that day and I was like, yuck, like it put me off going to any PR influencer parties. Like I literally don't go now for that reason. I stopped even getting invites. I'll only get invites to some of the big ones that like just like put you on a list yeah. and you're on that list forever kind of thing. But I've seen my fair share and even like the fakeness of like they'll take a group photo and then they'll pass it around to everyone to edit their faces in like. So many and just like bitchiness of like, did you see what she was wearing? Oh, she looks so povo. She said she actually works in, she actually lives in this area. And it's like, are you for real? Yeah, it's, it's like, pretty Like, are horrible. you kidding me? I've had people come up to me and go, um, oh my God, like you're like my idol. I love you. And I'm like, no. And they've said like, you're like, a, it's like meeting a celebrity. I'm like, no, no, don't say that. Oh, yeah, that was because like, yeah. I'm just like you, babe. Yeah. Like I'm just a normal person who somehow ended up with a platform and I share my life publicly. If you with someone who shared your life publicly, you'd be like, we're all human. There's no one that's better than no one. I'm no better than you just no, because right. I have a platform and yeah. some brands send me gifts and yeah. things. Like it's just a job and happens to be online. Yeah. Like don't ever treat people differently. No, you know, right. it's crazy. I but I wrote, um, I asked a question box on my Instagram and I said, what are some assumptions of influencers online? And some people had some stuff to say it should be fun and i want to debunk some of them and you can you can call me out if you think i'm lying because i know you know with me and my job like i'd love <laughs> to be thing someone wrote that they're rich yeah definitely not the definitely case. not true i think if anything most of them are actually not and are struggling uh, to really yeah like, to, to to better i guess whatever it is their businesses but 
Yeah, I think a lot of that is. There was a brand, a small business, not a small, it was actually a pretty big business and they put me on their close friend's story and they're like, it's crazy how many people that look like they live in mansions, yeah? Not look like, they probably do live in mansions that you would think are so loaded and they're all using Zippay, Afterpay, this and this to shop from my business and I'm like, holy cow. But I think that's the other side to becoming like being on a social platform is people feel the need that they have to show themselves in a certain degree. Yeah, Because it's like if you're not you know decked out in in South Street and if you're not holding your LV bag it's like why would I follow her? She's yeah. She's got nothing, you know, like she's not even. And do you know what's sad though? Also, like you want to be relatable, but sometimes, sometimes people are literally like, I want to see the glitz and glamour. I'm yeah. following you because I want to see like all the shit I can't afford. Like, yeah. and there are some people who they're are living like, through you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like maybe when they save up, they're going to buy that bag That's that you it. have. Yeah. It's crazy how many people pretend like there's something they're not. Anyway. Someone goes that there's so much pressure to be a certain way, which can be very anxiety provoking. I think that's definitely true. There is pressure. I think so, yeah, like, I agree. I agree with it that. It is what it is. They talk shit. I have no trust. And the girl <laughs> wrote, not including you. <laughs> yeah. I was I, just going to say, no, not I including you, it. but I, I definitely babe, have heard. I've heard some stories where, Babe, you know, I'm on some close friends, man. And when I tell you, oh, the way they could burn down, I'm not a gossip. But holy shit, it's true. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It is true. There's so many people that will talk shit about yeah. brands. I've had so many brands that I won't share. Yeah. Literally just won't share at all. Yeah. No, I've I've heard of stories where, you know, people will actually post a certain lifestyle that they have and they actually don't live that Oh, exact yeah. Like some lifestyle. people will be like, I'm organic, natural. I eat nothing but the dirt off the ground and then they're at Macca's like down the street like two minutes later. Like I've seen it all. Um, they get a lot of stuff for free. I think it depends what PR list you are, but I do think that's yeah, true. I think that's true. If for I sure, agreed 100%. for a lot more yeah, stuff. Because a lot of the stuff is gifted. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I and agree. And some with of that. them just give it to friends and family, some sell them for more money. Like, I think there's yeah. a misconception about influencing that, like, you get so much money from these brands. Like, when you're on a PR list, A, you got to use the product, and then B, you got to show it online. So it's like, A, you can't really sell it unless, yeah. like, you're just going to show it with the box. So, yeah. like, it's work at the end of the day. But, yeah, they do get a lot of stuff for free. They don't use all the products they recommend. I think some of that would be true. I think it's 50-50 because yeah. I feel like you just get so many more products that you just switch. For, you might like something one day, especially. Yeah, someone was saying about, like, especially um, skincare, different yeah, skincare. and makeup. You might be obsessed with one particular I mascara. I think makeup is then... okay. I think makeup is okay because it's like you're going to use 100 different ones. But I think when you're promoting one line of skincare like one full line and then randomly literally a week later you're like no this is the best skincare i've ever used their range like buy the whole range yeah fair kind of doesn't really give you a leg to stand yeah. on they walk around in public thinking everyone knows them well, we oh, answered no, that's that before, i guess yeah i've seen some um there was a friend of mine who went out with a group of influencers i'm not going to say who and whatever i'm not going to get into it details but she went out and the influencer at the actual restaurant had gotten to the front and that she was like, I have a booking. And he's like, yep, name. And she's like, you don't know who I am? I'm actually famous. I'm going to try that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be like, you don't know who she is? <laughs> <laughs> like, not who I, I would kill you. you. <laughs> I would kill you. Mean, you don't you. know who I'm with? Bitch, I would kill no, you. Would but that. She, that, she had that happen. She goes, when I say I wanted to disintegrate into the floor yeah. and disappear, she goes, I, I was mortified to be in yeah. the same group as her. Yeah. But it happens more than you think. That's wild though. But then again, I guess it's a name pull. I think so many people are used to 
getting a certain treatment from companies that they're so used to it that they think they're now entitled. Like I've gone to so many different restaurants or brands and I'll shop from them or eat there and then I'll tag them later when I've enjoyed the place or used the item and they're like, holy shit, why didn't you tell us? What am I going to tell you? Hey, my yeah, name's hey, I'm coming in. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, but I drops? guess so many people do probably, you know, to either gain that. Well, if you're going to get a free meal, these people are that povo. you got to name drop, pay for your meal and get the fuck out of there. Um, that's pretty much it. They'll post anything for money. A lot of it, de- money orientated. They're all rich and bullshit for money. Unless it's you. <laughs> we know you only speak the truth. That's really sweet. These are on my Instagram. Sorry, it's not the, um. Influencers are really confident. I think that's the biggest something that has to be debunked because a lot of them are used to just speaking to a screen. So they're actually not as comfortable in social settings. I've gone to like events where you think this person's so confident. They're literally dancing on their Instagrams and so out there. And then you see them in real life, they're little mouses. And you're they like, I have social anxiety yeah. like me. Yeah. No, it's Maybe true. It's very different. So I have one um, question for you because I don't think I've ever asked you this, but. Um, yeah, what scared. do your kids actually think you do? Like, because I've never actually asked you, like, what do you think, <laughs> Nina? And, you know, like, what are they actually? Honestly, thank God for this podcast because I've showed them a few videos <laughs> and I'm like, this is what I do for a living. Yeah. It is so hard. And yeah, even I when they're you... so young yeah. to try and understand. Mummy takes photos and reviews products. Like, it just doesn't sound right. Like, yeah. even if you say influencer in public, even if I'm asked, like, what do you do for a living? I'm I just like, I do digital, social media yeah. marketing. Like I don't even say yeah. influ- And everyone always knows what that means because they turn us, they go, so you're an influencer. Yeah. I'm like, fuck's sake. Because there's a stigma. So have, has Nina or Noah ever actually asked you, like, mum, what yeah. do you do? Yeah. yeah. Like Nina once said to me, I know what dad does, but what do you do? Like, can I come to your work? Bitch, you are at my work. <laughs> Yeah. Go, to, go to my room. You are at my work. Go downstairs yeah. to the lounge room, yeah, to the kitchen. Yeah, but I guess work is like when you, you know, because for most kids it's like because most parents actually leave Yeah, home. But I have to lie. To I have to, to be like quickly, quickly, i got to go to work. Mind you, I'm like half PJs, half uh, home clothes yeah. and I'm dropping them off have to they, school. Do they now know? Because I know even with Tyson, he knows if it's podcast day yeah. or if it's work that I'm doing with you because yeah. he'll say – he can tell by, you know, how stressed I am that morning, the way I'm stressed. Yeah. He knows the difference between when I'm going to actual work yeah. in the salon and when it's podcast day. Probably because you're also dressed all in black for work usually. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. And you probably put more effort in when you go to come to the podcast because you're on camera. And I guess he knows because I'm obviously driving him. Yeah, to, my kids don't know yeah. just yet. They don't, still, to, still today they're like, what day is it tomorrow? Bro, what does it matter if it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? It doesn't to make work, a difference. Yeah, I know, yeah. They're like, they have no idea. But one thing I did want to share um, – I, I'm, I keep losing my train of thought like I'm a lost case. Oh, man. Oh, this always happens to me. I don't know about you guys. Have you ever, like, you start a sentence and you're like, wait, where was I? <laughs> it's the same thing with, like, when you enter a room and you're like, uh. Okay, what about if I ask you, has being in the public eye impacted your family in any way? Oh, that's a good one. I think sharing certain things, some people don't agree. And, like, especially at the beginning when you're nobody like when you're just starting your journey, people think like, why are you sharing this? Why are you putting yourself out there? Like, why are you doing that? And then slowly, slowly, like they start believing in you. But like my parents still don't see what I do as a job. Like to this day, they'll see podcast videos. Yeah, walk thing very much. So job where you're actually yeah, you know, but they your back's like, not broken, your hands aren't sore. Yeah, like, but my family's a big believer in evil eye, and they're like, I think that's one thing. They're like, oh, just be careful, like. 
you share too much of this, like something could happen or you share this. Like I remember we had a podcast where we spoke about divorce and I shared about my divorce, but people don't often realise my divorce shit. (laughs) I was going to say, where was (laughs) (laughs) my parents' divorce? Holy shit, did I just curse myself? No. No. I shared about my parents' divorce, but people don't know that like I speak to whoever I'm going to talk about and I like will bring it up and I'll be like, I'm going to touch on this, do you mind? Or like, I just know certain topics and that are offhand. And I know you do because you've done that with me, even though we are close friends. So, so many times you're like, do you mind if I share this? Or, yeah. you know, you would have screenshot something. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. You ask for permission. hundred percent because I think, and oftentimes I still make mistakes. Like I've been out with a friend once, right? She was a newish friend and I shared something about something. I forgot she what was. it was. Did you hear that? It was No, no, no. She still is. Yeah, no. <laughs> she still is. She's yeah. lovely. And she had said to me, can you please take that down? Because I've had a few friends tell me she's talking about you. She goes, I don't mind. I think it's so funny. But I think the idea of all these people asking me if it's about me made me a little bit uncomfortable and I didn't realise. She goes, like, no, she didn't say take it down. She said, maybe just don't mention, like, she's not someone who's in, like, she doesn't share her life at all online. And I profusely apologised and I said, I'm so sorry. And I forget oftentimes, like, there are some people who just want to live a private life and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And I learned from that and I'm constantly learning. I make mistakes all the time where I share something, but I wasn't meant to. So there is parts where I do get in trouble and there are parts, but I've learned. It rarely happens, to be yeah. honest. But yeah, that's about it. I hope you guys enjoyed this little insight into our Thanks, little world. Guys. Thanks for your continued support. Don't forget yeah. to leave us a review when you're listening to our podcast and <laughs> you're enjoying them. When we're not killing each other. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about all the bickering. But we'll see you next week. Thanks Thanks, for joining us. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, be sure to leave us a review and share it with your friends and family. 